In a game, every player begins at the same starting point. They all get the same number of chances. The rules are clear. So whether you win or lose depends more on strategy and luck. We like to think that's also true of the labor market, that anyone's hard work can pay off. But that's not the case, especially for some groups, like people of color. In Germany, we still ask the question, where are you from, far too often. People aren't asking, who are you and where do you want your career to take you? Where you come from still plays a role in our discourse and our attitudes. And in hiring too. It's a problem that mostly affects ethnic minorities, and they often face similar barriers in the workplace. That's also why blacks and people of color are more likely to end up in lower-skilled and lower-paid careers. The picture is very different at the top. Corporate boardrooms in Germany, much like in France, the UK and the US, don't reflect the societies they come from. At this level of leadership, there's little by way of racial diversity. And yet the words race, ethnicity and racism are missing from discussions about diversity in corporate Germany. It's definitely the case that most companies and most employers avoid using the word racism. They think it's a dangerous word. And it expresses something that doesn't apply to them. So there's still a lot of education to be done. And Germany is not alone in that. The European Network Against Racism says ethnic minorities and migrants of color especially face significant discrimination across Europe. What is the common type of exclusion that you see from the labor market in Europe? What we see is that racialized groups, racialized individuals might have a very high level of um, experience and qualifications, but they are actually in low level um, uh, low qualified jobs. And there's also this risk of exploitation for certain groups. When you get into the more corporate sectors, you see that there is wage disparities according to different ra racialized groups where white uh, people may earn more money doing the same work. And unemployment rates are also higher for people of color and ethnic minorities you can see that there is a difference between the, the national unemployment rate and the unemployment rate for migrants, with the unemployment rate for migrants being higher. So you see in, in, in different countries the, that um, ethnic minorities might be um, experiencing exclusion from the labour market based on various different reasons, whether that's due to the population in that specific country or the history of colonialism, um, the history of um, slavery that we know exists in, in Europe. The global discussion on racism has shifted since the killing of George Floyd in May 2020 in the US triggered a wave of Black Lives Matter protests, which reverberated across the globe. Thousands gathered in solidarity in cities across Europe, while also calling for racial justice at home.
The protests have changed how many U.S. companies are responding to social justice movements. Several American brands issued statements supporting the calls for racial justice from the Black Lives Matter movement. By August 2020, corporate America reportedly pledged more than $7 billion to support efforts to fight racism. Leaders recognized they were in a position uh, of influence, but also there was a demand if they wanted to keep their consumers happy uh, with their products and services. Corporations are really the most powerful entity within society that have immense influence over policy, over workers, over a host of issues that our society wrestles with. Chris Miller works for ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's, heading the company's social justice campaigns. The company took a stand on racial justice years ago. It began supporting the Black Lives Matter movement in 2016. Still, the events of last year changed everything. The murder of George Floyd and the resulting uh, protests showed was that there was increasing expectation and, and perhaps a redefinition around what it means to be a corporate citizen and that corporations were being looked to to be a part of the dialogue that's happening within society. Ben & Jerry's has launched a podcast on the history of racism in the U.S. And consulting firm McKinsey established the Institute for Black Economic Mobility, which advances research on racial equity. Those are just two examples of how U.S. corporations are signaling their desire to take part in the ongoing dialogue on racial justice. We cannot address the underlying racism that exists, the systemic and structural nature of it, unless we can admit that racism exists, whether it's the, you know, the, the, the movement around the rights and dignity of, of asylum seekers and refugees in Europe, or for that matter, the work that we're doing around climate justice in Australia. Corporate America is advertising its efforts to grapple with racism and to engage with society on questions of racial justice. In Europe, things are a bit more complicated. Many researchers, anti-racism activists, and diversity experts say that European companies still haven't engaged with the reality of racism. The lack of data um, in many European countries to show the effect and the impact of racial discrimination helps corporates avoid this issue in Europe. The biggest opportunity is capturing all the information that's out there around different ethnic groups, racial groups. Uh, and with that valuable data or information, companies can do wonders uh, in the sense of recognizing where, where they're challenged. To solve this, we have to create very transparent hiring situations. There needs to be that mutual respect. Well, I'm not winning today. I'm definitely losing. But at least I know what the rules are. But that's not what it's like with racism or any form of discrimination. It's like playing a game where the rules are always changing and you end up being excluded without knowing what the real rules are. <laughs>